Welcome to We Are Already Free, a podcast helping down-to-earth seekers and free people to live their truth and be the change. I'm your host, Nathan Maingard, and after losing my health, joy, and nearly my life trying to fit into the dis-ease our society just calls being a good citizen, I now love being me with you, dear listener, and supporting all of us in having a beautiful journey home together. Today's episode is so full of special moments, I don't know where to start. If you have forgotten that your body is miraculous, that you can heal from anything, that you are more powerful than you've been taught, or that you don't have to wait until you're too old to live an empowered, healthful life, then yes, you guessed it, this one is for you. Freya Kellett is a woman they call dangerous, a poetic portal, a freedom lover, an ex-vegan organic livestock farmer, a knower of biological reality, a traditional birth attendant, a bacon enthusiast, a believer in her and your body. She has packed an astonishing amount of experience, wisdom, and down-to-earth goodness into her 25 years. This is such an enjoyable conversation. I really just invite you to sink into the medicine that is awaiting you within. It is really free-flowing and I feel deeply restorative, deeply inspiring. The story that she shares about her chronic pain and how she's healed that is like magical next-level Jedi shit. For real, it is astonishing. So some of the other stuff she shares is why the practice of saying yes or how the practice of saying yes has helped Freya uh, to have an awesome and fluid wedding, surprisingly, but really cool. Why the universe loves when we find and choose the courage to do big and small scary things. What has prompted an amazing softening in Freya, which is such an inspiring and transformational journey with chronic pain. The protective gift of pain in the body and how Freya has lived a deep devotion to that pain as a profound teacher. The tender lesson of keeping hope alive. The remembrance that there is a path home to feeling deeply in love and at ease and in joy in your body. Why it's important to get really clear about what love is and why it's profoundly loving to speak the truth. Some of the beautiful little snippets that she shares, one of them is, I respect you enough to know that you are strong and sovereign and you can heal from anything. I love that so much. (laughs) She also says, near the end shares around why the answers are in nature and in our human in our primal humanness, why those answers that we're seeking are there. So it's honestly just so much goodness as always. (laughs) I almost like want to give us such a big summary because there's so much goodness in this and all the episodes, but I'll leave it there. And the show notes are available at alreadyfree.me forward slash 016. And this episode begins and continues with much sailor-like swearing from both of us. Lots of chuckling, lots of truth speaking. You have been warned. Please remember to support your lovely host, yes, that's me, and this podcast by following, sharing, leaving a review, and becoming a member of the We Are Already Free community at alreadyfree.me forward slash community. Your membership keeps the lights on, pays the pixies who massage my feet, enables an ad-free podcast listening experience, and affords me the spare change to attend Caterpillar Wrestling Matches. All very important things. For now, please enjoy this epic episode with my dear friend, Freya Kellett. So how the fuck are you, Freya? It's been a while. <laughs> I know. When did we talk? We talked like in the, in the winter last year? 
sometime. Yeah, thou art wed. Yes. Yeah, I got married. I met I met my husband and got married since we've talked. <laughs> that is that's an impressive list. <laughs> yeah, which which was amazing. It was like totally one of the best things I've ever done, which really surprised me for sure. Hmm. Are you married? You got married? No, it's I'm not. I mean, I'm with my life partner, but we we've talked about getting married. I proposed to her years ago, and we have not got yeah, married. I, I ten out of ten recommend. It was like such a good time. Yeah, I'm so keen. Like it's it's gonna happen for sure, and it's yeah. yeah there's a lot to that, but uh, I'm so keen. That's and what? How did you like bring it all together in such a short space of time? Did you have family members and friends? Like, did you do the whole? thing chairs and like (laughs) well so there there was like there was 90 of us um so we did it in my partner's like his mother's backyard and um yeah I I I don't know how (laughs) I've I've also never been to a wedding so the very first wedding I went to was mine yeah I I had I had organized a women's festival like two weeks before so I think having pulled off like a three-day festival I was just like more chill about what's gonna happen at the (laughs) wedding and we really hadn't you know we had got like everything I mean everything about like us meeting and the beginning of our relationship was like so serendipitous and everything just like felt so easy and the wedding really was like the same way like it just happened that it was like the best ever (laughs) we had everything we could have wanted and um yeah all these little things like I a a few weeks I was actually driving home from the festival and I was like I want bagpipes at the wedding (laughs) and I uh I actually surprised Matthew um he he didn't know like he had picked some song we were going to walk out to and I like totally succeeded in surprising him and the moment he like walked out to, we didn't have like a we basically had this like kind of rock spiral that we were we, we walked into and yeah the bagpipes and he there's like all, all the, the photos of him walking or him just like hysterically laughing because there's like this guy playing the bagpipes as he yeah I don't know how we organized it in such a short amount of time it just it just sort of happened and I think in a way it was like way more perfect because I mean I don't know I haven't been to a lot of other weddings but from what I hear it can often be quite like sterile and performative. And and this way it was just like, it was so alive and we hadn't, you know, been waiting a year, two years for the date of our wedding. Like it was just like, we decided to get married and then it happened like three months later. And um, it was so, it was so beautiful in a way that I had not anticipated. Like, I don't think I really understood until right before the ceremony when I was like peeking through the blinds at all of the people like all of our family and all of our friends in the backyard. And I just kept grinning, being like, this is the best decision I've ever made. <laughs> it was like, it was all the people that we loved in one place with all, and it was such a, um, what I realize now, it was like such an expression of who we are, like as individuals, but as a couple and like what our essence is, you know, in our relationship and that all these people really got to, feel that because like everything about the wedding was so us you know um like the band we had and the food and we we had spring water for everyone to drink and like you know it's like all all the different things and so yeah it was super sweet Mm -hmm. i love that do you have anything that you would attribute like if you if you were to say that there was something that enabled you to have such a flowing and sort of spur of the moment in a way wedding is there anything that comes to mind (laughs) Uh, hmm. 
I mean, it, yeah, it, it is sort of hilarious because I never, I was never a girl who was like planning her wedding, dreaming of her wedding. I was extremely like my feminist, like I'm never getting married. This is like a patriarchal institution, blah, blah, And we didn't get legally married, you know, like my best friend, we like, we completely had our own ceremony and it wasn't, we're not married under the state or anything. Um, but it kind of felt like, I don't know how to explain it. It was like getting married wasn't really a choice. Like the moment I met Matthew, it was like, oh, we're getting married. <laughs> we both knew that. And uh, it was kind of just like all the other practice I had had in just saying yes and doing things that didn't really make sense, I guess, sort of fit uh, in with this particular, um, with, yeah, just like we were just keeping on riding the wave, which happened to be getting married. And um, and I think like why the day was so wonderful. I, I I was really very conscious of not wanting to just like tap out, like be just so done that on the day I couldn't be there. Like I knew that it was going to be a really big thing to open up to, like the amount of love on that day and just all of our people there, like for us. <laughs> and um, so I was just very conscious about like the week before structuring it and and just like relating to it in a way where... Yeah, like I wasn't, I was just, we had, we had enough energy and we we're just totally present and weren't like frazzled or frenetic or like feeling like there wasn't enough time. It was just, yeah, really sweet. What do you mean when you say practice saying yes? Like what does that entail? <laughs> what do I mean by that? Well, I guess just like since being a young girl I've done a lot of like I feel like how I've ended up in the life that I have now like it wasn't accidental and it didn't just happen and I've had like all kinds of good fortune and serendipity and and luck but I also don't think that those things just happen like I think it's available for all of us all the time but a lot of times we don't say yes like we don't like the wave just like keeps coming for us to jump onto and then we don't like jump onto it And, uh, I think what I mean by saying yes was like, yeah, just again and again, like finding and and choosing courage to do, I mean, from big, big, scary things that I've done to like much, much smaller ones. Um, but like, yeah, you know, meeting Matthew wasn't, it didn't just like, like, yes, in a way, I don't know, it was, it was fated or whatever the way we like relate to these things. And like, it could so easily not have happened had we both not like said yes and yes and to, to all these different things along the way. Um, yeah. Does that answer your question? Yeah. It's just an interesting thing to say of like all the practice I'd had saying yes meant that, that that was one of the things that you felt enabled this wedding to really flow. And it's a curious one because I think it, it, it sort of connects with me because I have been trying to push the river of life for a really long time in many ways. And more and more, I'm realizing that, well, it can't be pushed, but it can be flowed with and that there is a difference and that in the flow, I do have, I have sovereignty, I have control. And so 
the control might not look how I thought it was going to look, but it looks, it is control and it is a sense of liberation. So I'm kind of learning that in my own life. And it's a challenge because, I mean, I think one of the things I've really admired about you is how good you are at generating abundance, like how you've seemed to really connect with that in your life. And it's still one of the things that I'm navigating as a challenge in my life is like being enough, making enough, having enough being able to support my family enough, like it's really, it's probably connected to my core wounding that I really have worked a lot on and I'm still working a lot on, but it's this feeling of like, okay, so when, anyway, so I'm practicing this sense of like, of, of stepping in more without worrying so much about how does this fit into my controlled state of being of how things are supposed to be? So for example, I really, really love ice baths, cold plunges. Like it's just one of my favorite things. And, and I really love, I want to be around more men. I, I've always leaned more towards the feminine. And, and in a way that's been part of the trauma is like, I just want to be needy and taking from the feminine because it feels safer because I'm scared of men, all the stories. And so I've done enough work now. And I was a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what? Fuck this. Like I want to hang out with more men. I'm starting a, 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 an ice bath breathwork men's circle and i had my first one last sunday and i've got my next one tomorrow and there are so many men coming i'm actually a little nervous about like how how i'm gonna fit them all um and and it was just like last weekend was so beautiful and it was so abundant and immediately afterwards i got someone messaged me i was like dude please let me pay you for this like you, you you know how do i and i wasn't it's not it's not about the money it's literally not about the money and at the same time it's it is about abundance and about reciprocity and about the energy of flow so i guess that's why i'm so curious around like what is it that you have connected to that has allowed you to really be in that flow and is that something that you could share with others i mean i'm i know you do in many ways but like just in this moment the thing that keeps coming up like the thought i'm having is that the universe uh loves courage mm-hmm. and um and it's something that i mean it's it's interesting to to feel your reflection of that because like i feel all the time like being not enough is so like my core wound also <laughs> and i am like always wrestling with that so um that's you know sweet to hear your reflection about that and i think another thing that i'm always wrestling with is like wanting a plan you know like being like okay like i'll do the thing but like explain to me how i'm gonna get from like here to there to there to there <laughs> and uh like how much time I, I sit in this place and just like torture myself mentally of like trying to figure it out like figure out how I'm gonna make enough money someday to buy a house or figure out like how wh- where to live like where is the perfect place for me to live and you know mentally trying to figure out even though like I know from my life experience so far that like what always inevitably ends up happening is like some magical serendipitous thing. And I, and I end up just being like, okay, fuck it. Like, yes to that. And yes to that. And I end up like in a, like, I sort of think about this around, you know, everyone speaks about like manifesting and, you know, your dream life and you have to focus on the things that you want, which like, I, I totally agree. And, and, and love. And at the same time, like what I have, could have imagined for my life, like five years ago is so embarrassingly small <laughs> compared to like what I'm living right now, you know, like just the, the, the creativity and generosity and abundance of like the universe, I think is so much more than we can like often imagine. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't 
I spend a lot of time in the like trying to figure it out. And I'm totally like, that's exactly where in the stage I'm at right now. I'm just like grinding myself internally, like trying to figure out the thing. And it's like, it's good. It's good timing to be having this conversation. It's like, oh yeah, like that literally has never worked for me before. (laughs) And it never, it's like, I just have to trust that at some point, like I will, like the river is just going to take me and I'll be like, holy shit. Like this is the answer to that thing that I've been like trying to figure out forever. But that that does require, yeah, this like saying yes and like not waiting for courage to just like come and find you. But like, people say that all, all the time to me that like I'm a courageous person, but is a practice. Like I've practiced that a lot. I practice saying yes, you know, since I was a young girl. And then um, I think it does get easier because I think because it always ends up that like, the thing that really scared me to do, like all those fears when I do it and I get on the other side, like something way more magical opens up that I, I never could have anticipated. Literally whatever the, the thing is. And so I like trust that enough. I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure if I like do this really scary thing, um, then on the other side, something beautiful and amazing. Like with this, with this men's circle you're talking about, you know, I'm sure like starting that first one, I, I imagine was a little like, is anyone going to come? Like, am I going to be okay to host this? Like, who am I? And who knows, like, maybe this becomes your like full-time abundant, you know, career path or something from <laughs> now on. Like, cause it's just like, yes, like the universe, like, yes, you did, you did the thing. Like, and then there's like another, there's another test and then you, you jump and it just like keeps going and going. And then, yeah, the ask, asking for the map, like chokes, the universe and like her gifts, I feel like. And I'm often there like, give it to me, you know, just like choking her. And then the moment I'm just like, oh fuck, I just, I can't do this anymore. And can just like let go of my grip and like. She gushes. Something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love that. You, so you've said several of the keywords that are, you know, when the, I also, I'm sure you notice this or anyone listening probably notices that sometimes the universe is like sending messages. And so the message for me at the moment is courage. Uh, I mean, I literally, so the day I did that, um, actually about four days before the men's work circle, one of my best friends, Sam Garrett, the most amazing dude, musician, phenomenal human, just all around epic guy. Um, he sent me a song. He actually sent me, he was driving and he sent me a video of him just like driving and listening to the song. And he just was like smiling at, like just smiling. And I, it was just such a nice vibe. And the song was on in the background. I was like, what is that song? And the song literally has the words talking about fight, courage and stepping into being, having the courage to, and in, in this song's case, it was about like letting the rage, expressing rage, expressing the feelings, giving them a place, giving them a space to be expressed. And then, so then that happened and then I had the men's circle. And as you said, there was all those feelings around it, but the response, I just watched people just fucking explode into life. Just like, just completely there. Like, fuck, this is rad. I like this. And, uh, and then after that, one of the men sent me a song. He's like this song, I, I thought of the song while we were in the process of the breath and, and it was a song that's literally called courage. The name of the song is courage. And, uh, so there's those those keywords are really profound. This another one that you mentioned, but I've forgotten it now. But um, yeah, just remembering that 
the universe loves courage. It's as simple as that. And that's, and we don't get to see the outcome in the depths of it, but there's no other way. I have, there's a meme that I actually took a while to track down and I have now. And it's basically, there's a, I think I tracked it down. Anyway, there's someone standing on a cliff and there's a big hand behind them, like flicking, about to flick them off the cliff. And beneath the cliff is another hand. And the the whole thing is like me, 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 or like universe, universe, universe. Like the, it's a, um, Anyway, it's cool. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. So I wanted to ask you just around, I don't know, I'm just getting the sense of a softening <laughs> in you. And uh, I mean, I, you know, maybe I know what it's related to, but I'm just curious. Right? Like, would you speak to that? <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's been like my life. Uh, path <laughs> has been like uh you know i i realize it's sort of funny but my my maiden like my mother's maiden name is um is stone and my my you know my now last name my father's last name is kellett which um means hillside spring and um I kind of think somehow like, yeah, the, from, from stone to spring has been <laughs> the like storyline for me, um, for a long time. And, and yeah, for sure. This past year has been like an epic, uh, softening for me. And I think it, it's like, it's been the fruit of like many, many, many years of, um, <laughs> trying to find my way here I think yeah and and what has it been exactly I mean obviously falling in love like has <laughs> you know does it does that in such a like epically potent and, and unique way but a lot of that I think had occurred you know before which is what allowed all of this to happen I think I mean I, I do think that writing poetry really um maybe gave me access to some of that, a particularly like brutal dark night of the soul last year. <laughs> maybe like COVID, the, you know, the, the, everything I learned in those few years, just like so many, my, my journey with chronic pain, like with my own body, like so, so, so many different threads that a, a lot of them have sort of untangled in a, in a short amount of time. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I could, I could go anywhere with that. It's, it's such mm. a huge question. So I'm like, well, that's basically my whole life. Yeah, has been. That's beautiful. So <laughs> I think that's a lovely, you've given, you've, I can hear there's lots of opportunities to go in different directions. And I guess I'm curious around. So one of the things I wanted to ask is, would you, are you open to sharing your age on the podcast? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm 25. 25. So it's just been 25. <laughs> amazing. I mean, to me, there's something in that of, I don't know, I find that inspiring as a way to, if I think of myself at 25 and so many of the people I know at 25, like I was starting my journey of starting to reclaim some shit, but like, <laughs> that was like, I was starting and then running back to all the shit like <laughs> for a long time. Um, and so I, I, I just, I think in this, in one, in one way, your story is a, is a good story as well for other younger people who can like be like, oh shit, I don't have to fuck it. I don't have to run that game for any length of time. And so maybe just one of the threads that that's, um, 
worth following is, and you can go with anyone you want if another one resonates more, but I'm personally interested in chronic pain as someone who still experiences some chronic pain, although my relationship's very different. But what is that journey been like? And then what is the, how does that relate to the softening that you've been experiencing? (sighs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) It's funny that you chose that one because it's actually the one that's been like most present in my life for the past like few weeks. So it's interesting that you picked up on that. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've been in like, discomfort in my body basically for as long as I can remember like I don't I'm, I'm not someone who has a lot of like early childhood memories but you know from from teenagehood onwards um like a very so fidgety because I just couldn't get comfortable like I was just like trying to get out of the pain really and um then it it didn't really kind of like register as like a oh like there's a thing going on until I was, I think I was, um, like maybe 17 when I was at first year university, but definitely when I was 18, I basically like hit this place where I, I was, I was working uh, at a bank actually as a teller for a few months. And, um, and I was like every day coming home, like just like crying. Like I was, it was just too much. Like I, I couldn't like, there was just like no escaping <laughs> this. Fe- it's, it's like in my, in my shoulder, like this feeling of my shoulder, like ripping off my back. And at that point in time, I was like seeing, luckily I had uh, health coverage through one of my parents and I was seeing like practitioners of every kind, like every day, practically I was like seeing a different person. Yeah. It didn't really do anything like there. My, I think my hips were like one side was like an entire. And anyways, basically like nothing was shifting. I'd feel better in a session and then it would stop. And I had, there was one thing that kind of like broke through, which is, um, I learned about, I have a scar on my forehead from when I was like six years old. And it turned out that from working on that scar, my, my pelvis like went back into alignment. And so that was kind of like where I first I totally thought that was magic at the time. Like what is going on? And and now I've, you know, deeply intimate with, with fascia and in our fascial system, like, and, and it's not magic. Like it, it really makes a lot of sense. Um, the, just like the impact that scar tissue can have on the body. But basically, yeah, what happened was I ended up just like, fuck this. Like I, I stopped seeing all these people, like it wasn't really doing anything. And I think like, luckily also one of the things that has really helped me in my life. And I don't know why I had this framing, maybe, maybe I do, but from a very young age, like the things in me that felt so, um, wrong, like the physical pain, but also the, um, just like feeling so deeply alienated and like, is this it? Like, fuck this. Like, this is bullshit. This life that I had like an understanding that it wasn't me and that it was because I was living in a culture that really didn't make sense to our like humanness. And so I basically dropped out of university and and started farming and started only wearing barefoot shoes and like, you know, ancestral eating and, and just like completely changed my life. And in a lot of ways that was like, there was this like real protective gift in, in the pain that I've had in my body because I just, I just couldn't do the regular path. Like I was on a full scholarship to any Canadian university and I, and I dropped out, <laughs> which was like a very challenging thing to do, especially with enmeshed in that whole like pressure of, you know, you took the scholarship from someone else and now you're going to like, you know, you have a full ride anywhere you want to go. But I just like, I couldn't do it. Like I was in physical pain. I like the last semester of university, I was just like, 
you know, I could like look at my hand and just be like, like, is that even my hand? Like just like the level of dissociation that I was in. And I was like, I can't do this. And so there really was like such protection. Like my pain was like, this is so true. <laughs> like This is like in your face all the time. You must follow this. And so I, I yeah, in many ways it is what led me to the, <laughs> to the life that I, you know, have lived up, up to now. And so, yeah. And, and I basically, it also really taught me to become my own healer, like not in a theoretical way, but very much like I, I've done a lot, a lot of self-massage. Like I just didn't see practitioners for years and I just like had my own hands on my body like with, with no real instruction. It just sort of like unfolded and um, yeah, really did ha- came to a place, you know, of pretty well like ma- pain management. So, you know, like if I did, you know, an hour of self-massage a day, like I was okay. <laughs> it was, it was fine. And I'm constantly trying to be like, there must be a root to this. Like, what is the root thing? And I could just never, never find it and trying all, like many different kinds of modalities. And it was also really interesting the week I met Matthew, because I'm, I'm very familiar with, with my body because I've touched it so much. Like I have, you know, chronic right side tension. And a week after I met Matthew, he was gone. <laughs> like, I, you know, I was like touching, you know, like touching my body. Like, and I was like, where the, like, where did this go? This is insane. And for about a week, I had like no, done all this tension had melted. And then it, it kind of came back, which was like a really, very interesting, like n- mental note that sort of like served me later. So anyways, o- over the summer, I, I realized that my, my tailbone was out of alignment and I went to see someone specifically about that. And I really hit this place, which was actually very tender for me of like, it served me so much to kick out all these other people, but now I'm at a place where I actually can't go further by myself. Like I need, I need more support to really, like, I feel like I'm at the roots of this thing, but I, I need more support. And I was like, I was pretty pissed about that. Cause like, I, you know, I love radical responsibility and like, I wanted to be the one to like do the thing. And, uh, and there's something very vulnerable. Like when you're not coming from the place of like, you know, just mindlessly wanting someone to just fix you and like deliver you of your, of your pain or whatever there, for me, it felt really vulnerable. Cause it's like, okay, like I can't, I actually radical responsibility doesn't mean doing everything alone. Like it, it can mean like really intentionally seeking help. And so I was working with this one man, like a very skilled bodywork practitioner, which was like a whole thing in and of itself. The fact that I was like working with a male practitioner and, and like what, you know, what it took me to like humble my like feminist (laughs) past self to be able to do that. Um, And also I think you're probably familiar with Dr. Melissa Sell in Germany medicine. And Mm. are you? Yes. Yeah. So it, it kind of like all in a period of time, I was like, I was, you know, studying more intimately with, with Dr. Melissa Sell. And I just, I had this realization that, and I'd thought about it before, but I, I hadn't really got to a place where I was like open to receiving this. That in, in German new medicine, any, um, any issue, any symptom related to muscle, bone, uh, lymphatic, fascia, any of these systems is a form of self-devaluation conflict. And um, it just kind of all of a sudden click. I'm like, okay, it must... Like there's nothing else. Like there's there's structurally like, <laughs> you know, I've I've been X-rayed. Do I have an extra bone in my shoulder or whatever? And and so I was like sitting with this question of 
okay, could it be a self-evaluation conflict? I think so, but I feel like just absolutely blind as to as to what it could be, like as to what the initial um, conflict that triggered this special biological program, you know, in, in the language of, of Germany medicine. And if you don't know GNM, like it's okay. I think you can still sort of like follow the story. And, and oftentimes in German medicine, it's like encouraged that at a lot of the language that we use, like common sayings, really reflect these, these uh, biological conflicts that we're experiencing. And so I was seeing this practitioner and he was like, there's, it's like, you have thick skin. He's like, I've never seen this before. Like your right side, like your fascia is thick. And, and this word thick skin really hit me. Cause I was like, cause I know about this in GNM. You have to, you have to follow these like sayings. And I was like, I, you know, how long I've been told that I am like the girl or the woman with thick skin that like I could take anything, you know? And that's so, it's, it's like also very much, you know, like a lot, part of my identity is kind of like, well, like come at me, you know, <laughs> like because you're not, like, you can't touch me, like say whatever you want to say. Like I, I have thick skin. So that line really, really struck with me. And still I couldn't, like I, I could see, but I just, I couldn't keep following the thread. It was just like so buried. So anyways, in a, in a moment of sort of like, I don't know what else to do. I, I bought like this frequency, um, healing device that I was like extremely opposed <laughs> to to ever buying ever and uh and uh you know I still I anyways that's a whole, it's a whole other conversation but again like there was there was sort of like a cosmic joke I think in this of like a level of humility I had to reach and there's a way that, like pain does that like it totally humbles you you know and and I do think that the universe loves jokes like this like the fact that I you know, I was so anti like online dating forever and ever. And then I was like, and a friend was like, Freya, you should just like, you should do it. Like it's so fun. And I, and I did it to prove to myself that I wasn't doing it out of, like, I wasn't not doing it from a place of insecurity. And then of course, six hours after being on Tinder, I meet my husband. <laughs> like uh. there was just like, oh, like there's such humor in that. And so anyways, I bought this like thing that I was like, you know, I was like pissed that I like got to a place where I, I like, I'll, I literally try anything. And there was just like a lot of testimonials about it, healing chronic pain. And so I got it and you run different programs and a few, like after a few days in, I was like, I know that my issue is related to fascia. So I ran, I ran the connective tissue program and I ran it for like three days and I felt like my right side, like I could, I've never been able to feel like my rib bones before because they've like under like such thick fascia. And I was like, like, this is crazy, <laughs> but I've, I've worked a lot in the past with homeopathy and, um, and like a particular form of homeopathy, but I, I haven't understood, like, I have an experience for me of like how that processes through my body, which is often like, I'll, you know, process sort of a traumatic event using homeopathy. And then I'll have like a, a dream often that's like revealing pieces of that, that I, that I couldn't see before. And so then on like, uh, kind of three days into doing this, I like woke up in the night from this crazy dream. It was like, um, you know, going, going, it was like all these people from my childhood and, um, just like very much in that feeling of, of self-devaluation. And I could really like see what was going on at that point in time. And it ended with me like vomiting and everything up in the dream. And I woke up and was like, Oh, I've, I've like cleared this. Like I, I see now the, 
what the original conflict was in German New Medicine. And I thought I had cleared it, but I actually kept having dreams for about a week until I had one like four days ago, which was just like crystal clear. I was like sitting there talking with one of my male friends from from childhood. And I was just like, why, why is it so hard for, um, for boys and girls to just be friends? Because I basically like this particular, (laughs) hope you don't mind this granularity, but, um, (laughs) what it, what I really like see happened is that a, a conflict, like a sort of a conflict shock in the language of, of German new medicine happened. Like I had all the, just when I woke up, I had all these flashbacks specifically to these specific moments when I was like 13 and I was very much like I had a group of, of male friends and I really like just wanted to be one of the boys and I, and I couldn't understand why I wasn't like why I was being treated differently. And I, and I like received a lot of the, um, you know, the way that young boys like make fun of girls, especially when they're smart and like know who they are and are sort of like threatening a little bit to their ego. There's a lot of like being poked at. And, and I just like, and I just took it. Like, I was like, well, doesn't touch me. Like, I don't care. You know, like the thick skin thing, because I wanted, I just wanted to be friends with them because they were like talking about cool shit. And I didn't, (laughs) that I wanted to talk about. And, um, and the word came to me like, um, ribbing like you know we use that word like you're ribbing somebody or you're being ribbed as a way of like you know you're being poked at and made fun of all the time and then I woke up that morning and like it really had had gone this like and I could like I've never really been able to like actually sit up properly like it's just painful and um yeah like I I you know I think that I had basically just developed this like thick layer of fascia as a protective mechanism um Oh, you know, around this conflict of like, why, why can't I just be friends with you guys? Like what's, what's going on? And so anyways, there's, there's still some other things unwinding. It's like very, very fresh, like in the most recent weeks that this was like unraveled, but um, yeah, I'm like totally in this, in this new feeling in my body and barely even beginning to integrate it, I think. So. Well, thank you for sharing it. Even when it's so fresh uh, it's definitely an inspiring story for me. I've been living with chronic pain now for 10 plus years and it's still something I'm navigating. And I think in some ways what your story's brought to me is how much more responsibility I want to take for it. I, I think I'm often still like, when am I going to find the thing that'll fix it? You know, but uh, how much time have <laughs> I really spent? And actually, I, do you know Amber from Mythic Medicine by any chance? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. she was the last guest on the podcast. Um and she said something so beautiful about oiling and talking because I was yes. asking her about and she was saying how oiling her or oiling one's body is like such and, and just hearing her talk about it, I was like, I don't touch nearly all of my body very, very regularly. Like, I don't know what's going on in various. I mean, I enjoy my body. I enjoy in the shower. I enjoy the feeling of my body, like generally, but I don't actually really dedicate time to being like, how are you, buddy? What does that feel like? What does it feel like yeah. when I press here or rub there or when I rub? So I've, so I've actually just asked my lady, Kylie, I was like, what oils do we have at home that I can rub into myself? And she said, actually, <laughs> olive oil is a really nice one. Um, cause she knows more about different types and things. And, um, I don't know if you have any oil suggestions randomly, but <laughs> any of, yeah, any, Really, whatever you, you, whatever you have. Yeah. It's, it's like such a, it's such a beautiful, it's actually been my like core self 
care or, you know, like, I mean, mostly out of, <laughs> like, it's been my deepest devotion has been to, to this pain because mostly out of necessity, but it's been such a, such a profound teacher. Yeah. And, and such an invitation into like real intimacy and, and trust with your body. Because like, you know, there's, I think there's really nothing like when you are massaging your own body and you feel like you literally feel the tissue of your body. You've been working for, you know, months, maybe years on this spot and you feel the tissue in your body change, like in your own hands. It's like, you know, like, you know, on this like deep cellular level that you can heal yourself, you know? Um, That's beautiful. Yeah. It's funny. I just had a little chuckle at myself because I wrote a song in 2000, end of 2012, beginning of 2013. So that's 10 years ago. And one of the lines in the song, it's called, the song is called In the Shadows. And it has the the second verse is one of my favorite verses I've ever written. It's still to this day. Uh, And it's basically says, see me trapped within this construct, beating at the locked up door. And grip tight, deep within my fist, is the key to all I've missed, that the pain is just the teacher and the cage is just a myth. Mm-hmm. And I still haven't mm-hmm. learned that lesson. <laughs> 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 yeah. It That's takes good. a long time, though. Like, yeah, like I, it's crazy to you. I'm like, wow, like, I, now that I kind of know the beginning, you know, I'm 25. So that's like, yeah, 13, 12, 13 years. And um yeah, who knows if there's still there's still more more to come on this. I don't think this is probably the the end of that story, but um, there there is no quick fix. <laughs> I think I learned that like again, and I think you just have to keep learning that one of like, ah, oh, there's there's the pill. Oh my god, like yes, and then and then there and it's not, and yeah, it's just so 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 sexy that there's a pill but there never is <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's such a good sales pitch it's like mm-hmm. listen i know you haven't found it yet but this really this is it this is the one thing that's gonna totally but um yeah i love i feel like the universe right now is just sending me the loudest clearest message ever it's just like just fucking <laughs> caress your body dude put get some oil <laughs> lie down and just start to feel what you actually feel like and get into that so Do you remember like what was going on in your life when it started you didn't have an accident or I did have accident. I have multiple accidents. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But then those are also connected. I mean, they were interesting accidents. Like was really strangely specific in terms of how it all happened. And, uh, yeah, I definitely think that there's what you were saying, interestingly around the fascial stuff and Mm -hmm. anyway, it's, uh, yeah, there's that sense of tightness. I've always, as long as I can remember, I've had a sort of lump in my shoulder here, like in between the, the sort of shoulder and the neck. And and then I used to get headaches when I was young. I mean, I was getting headaches as long back as I can remember. But then it only really got sort of acute, intense when I was in my late 20s, when I actually started getting spasms and then still get spasms to this day, although a lot less at the moment, like a lot less now. And I know that I, I am processing and it is working and I feel like I'm being invited into that next deeper level of like, okay, cool, let's get really connected with the body. So so thank you for that. Another reflection on that. It's <laughs> grateful. <laughs> and also if you hear of the pill, let me know. Um. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah every, everyone's pill is different, I think, you know, like you just never know. And, I, and it's like, it's, you just have to keep trying, I think. It's like the most tender thing to keep that like little hope alive that like you're not broken and that there is a way out, I think. And I think that's one of the hardest things to like keep 
<laughs> to keep with. Yeah. Hope is a big one. And it's, and our society, I mean, it's just, so this poem I just put out today, obviously that's top of mind right now, but are it's, you going to, are you going to read it? Do you want to hear gonna, it? No, right. Have to read it. You, you can just, uh, speak yeah, it. Right? Yeah. Well now <laughs> the pressure's on, but I can speak it. Yeah, sure. With pleasure. Um, have you heard it yet? No, because it just came out. I don't know. If I, you... I I listened to a little bit, but then I was like, I feel like it's going to be said on the podcast. Oh, and cool, I, cool. I, I had not thought of that at all, but that's a thank you for the invitation. I would happily speak it out. All right, yeah. let's let's do this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, now you got me on the spot. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'll give some pretext for this, just for like, just just a brief thing, which is basically this has been on my mind for a really really long time, and in my heart more than anything, there's been a feeling of like this is this, something's not right here. And then recently, a dear friend, someone I love deeply, who I'm very interested to have a conversation about this with, who we haven't yet spoken, but she sent me a message on Instagram, and I responded to a story saying, "Yeah, I'm happy to chat about this thing that she was bringing up on her story," and she said, "Yeah, I'd love to hear from a cis man about it." And I just felt something in me just go like, mm. fuck no. <laughs> like just, <laughs> and I, and I was like, I need to, I need to do this. And I, and I sat down and the poem just like poured out of me and I, and it'd been coming already. And then I, and that was months ago and I, and I haven't shared it because I've been scared. I've been, uh, it is a mm. very, but then when I, now that I've shared it, I feel so much better. So I guess that's the message. It's like truth, share your truth. It's, it's, it's a relief. It's like taking a good shit. It just feels so much lighter. <laughs> it's very blunt, but true. Um, okay, so this is, this is the poem. Okay. You call me a cis man, as though that gives you any idea of what I've been through or who I really am. As though I haven't, <laughs> I'm actually going to have to, it's, I'm too nervous now because I'm, uh, because I'm looking at you. <laughs> I love that. That's good. It's nice and humbling. It's um, funny. All right, let's see how it goes. That's also one of the things I noticed just for like anyone who's wanting to memorize stuff is that as soon as there's nerves, it's like, so today mm. I did it and I, I recorded it when I was completely calm. I'd been in an ice bath. I'd been breathing. I was like in my most chilled part of the day so that I was like, there was no pressure. Now I'm feeling like, oh, it's a good fit. It's cool. I'm excited. Once I get it now, then it'll be, it'll be deep in there. All right, mm -hmm. let's go. You call me a cis man as though that gives you any idea of what I've been through or who I really am. As though I haven't had people creating tiny boxes to put me in since I was too young to realize that our society's enemy is true liberation. You call this man cis when I have no need of a label qualifying the blatantly obvious. I am a man. A man who has shopped in the women's clothing section at times because I like colorful, beautiful things. A man who has contemplated suicide as an antidote to always feeling outside of the boxes built for me by limiting society. A man who tried hard to crush the sensitivity, empathy, and strength right out of me if it would mean that I could finally be acceptable to fit a mold I now know to be anything but sensible. You see, I recognize mind control, having wrestled control of mind back countless times. Why push preferred pronouns when it is so self-evidently aligned that almost everyone you ever meet will clearly be a dude or a lady without the need to be defined by additions in their bio lines? I have done my liberating and hard work of reclamation. 
I know who I am, and it's a state that I am content to live in for this temporary lifespan. If ever there was a revolution worthy of the invitation, this is it. To be content with being you in a society that is hell-bent on convincing you to be somebody different. I have no need or desire to enslave myself to a medical dictatorship which has already failed to care for me in every other way, one which promises me escape from reality if I permanently medicate and violently reshape it. This is a sad replay of that broken old colonial record that endlessly says we can take and cut and burn and rape because God is perfect, but only made some of us great. Slow down. Pause. Witness nature's perfect flows. Nature has no time for lies. The proof is in its offerings of life. A seed, a womb, life renewed. A father, a mother, two becoming one, birthing all returning to one. A man or a woman. This world needs more who own this simple truth. Your body is not a mistake. There's nothing wrong with being you. There it is. Oh, so good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it feels good to say that. I think because I just feel I see such a, I relate so deeply to those people who are trying to find peace in being able to say, well, I guess I'm not a girl then. I guess I'm not a boy then because I don't fit the box. And then the thing I'd love to say to those people is maybe the world needs more men and women like you. Like maybe it needs a woman who is whatever the thing is that you are that doesn't fit that box. Be a woman who is that or a man who is that. That's what we need. Because that's one of the things I, I, I admire about you, Freya, is that you, you noticed it. And I noticed it from such a young age that like shit isn't right in the society. But then I dedicated myself for almost 20 years to trying to be to fit i was like i'm gonna i might it must be me it must be because it doesn't seem right and it all looks weird and it feels weird and i have a different way that is wanting to be spoken through me but i must be wrong because everyone else seems to be fully on board and i really tried hard and i hurt myself and i hurt other people and 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 i'm i'm grateful for that because now the empathy that i have for others who are on that path is massive i know what it's like um, but if I can, if this message that I'm sharing can just help even one person to be like, fuck that. I, I'm, I'm in for, re I'm in for me. I'm in for the real me. Let's do this. Then beautiful. So thank you for being a light in, in that realm as well. Big time. Mm. Mm, thank you. Yeah. I mean, such a, such a beautiful poem. And I mean, I think it's, it's a, actually a particularly challenging place to speak about this issue when you are a cis white man, um, <laughs> you know, like you're, you're like doubly extra, not allowed to, uh, to say anything. And I think the, the line that you said of, yeah, like the, the invitation. And I feel like that's all we can do is just like every day be an invitation to, to the girls and boys who are just being like absolutely preyed upon and groomed into this ideology to be an invitation to a different way. And just like a constant reminder, like you are not wrong. This culture is wrong. <laughs> and um, yeah. that there is, there is a path home. Like there is a path to feeling like deeply in love and at ease and enjoy in your body. And that like 
that that path of reclamation like that's the whole point of this thing (laughs) to me you know like and it's so possible and you learn so much about yourself and just like there's so much life there like same similar with you like so much of why I speak about this just always is is because I really remember what it was like to be a girl you know like I remember what it was like to be vomiting my guts out over a toilet (laughs) you know because I thought that like this being skinnier was going to be the thing I really understand and like I have very intentionally found a path to healing and I know it's possible and like and um and and these children are just like not being offered that they're not being offered like another way another way out yeah so just yeah thank thank you so much for for speaking about it I I love that more and more people are feeling comfortable to question in a public way yeah it's I, it's difficult in my case, when someone, one of my absolute closest people in my life, one of my greatest teachers, friends, companions on the road is currently navigating those spaces and hasn't been willing to speak with me for some time now for year, for a few years actually. And it's so hard because I feel like by, even by sharing this, that I'm possibly closing the door on one of my absolute favorite people. And I just, it breaks my heart, but I also I know that I'm available. Like I'm, I would love to talk about this. I would love to get into it. And I don't hold, there's no judgment. Mm-hmm. It's like, I just, but I can't mm-hmm. hide. My, I've, I, that's the, that's what the poem's about. I've done it. I've tried to fit in the boxes. I've held back my truth to try and keep everyone else comfortable to try and fit in. And it shattered me and I'm not doing it. I can't do it anymore. Like you were saying with your body, it's like, you can't ignore it. I cannot do that anymore. I don't have that choice anymore. Now it is here I am. And I'm, I, I want to be me with you. I want to do that. Let's do it really. What speaking about this really like requires, at least it has from me, is like getting really clear about what, it, what love is and really like untangling the cultural fluff <laughs> that we call love in this culture, which is just like just yes, right? It's just like saying yes to whatever anyone says. And and like that it is profoundly loving to say the truth. And yeah, like it's not from a place of judgment and your hand is always out. And it's like, we, like in the short term, lies feel really, really good. <laughs> they, they do, like whatever the lie happens to be, they feel great. Um, but in the long term, and and the truth in a moment can be like just absolutely cutting and shattering and just like heart breaking in every way. But in the long term, like it's the only way <laughs> to to come home and to to live a life that is whole and human and 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 real and and I think it is one of the it's just so loving to say what is true and, and to like hold that pillar. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, I mean, as you know, like, I mean, I've, I've been called all the names and I've lost a lot of people and lost jobs and I mean, uh, you know, exiled from many, many a space over this one. And, um, the way that I, that I 
and and this I think it's similar with COVID, right? Too of yeah. really remembering like this is love. Like you know, we're trying the people are trying to mind fuck us that we don't like love our grandparents. Like how could you not get the injection? Like you must hate your grandmother. It's like no, I love life and I love humanity and I will stand in this fire until I die. Like if that's what it takes, and and I think it's it's similar here and that that oftentimes like consciousness raising. It doesn't like we, I think we think that we're like failing at it because it does, it's, it's very rarely like instantaneous. And, and this like image I have in my head, so I'm, I'm like at nature school right now, like the survival school, and you know, we're learning how to make like friction fires. And anyways, one of the things that I learned about is this thing called punk wood, which is like sort of like decaying wood where all of the, um, if I'm right, like all of the like main, main structure has, has basically decayed, but it's still. Anyways, basically it's, it's an, it's an amazing, um, fire carrier. So let's say if I made, made a a fire and I put some, like you could have like a punk wood coal and you could carry it in a little bag for a day until you got to your next fire. And then you could like restart the fire with this coal. And then, you know, there's, I live in, in Canada on the West coast and we have wildfires all the time here. And this thing can happen where a fire can go out above the ground, but if, oftentimes there's like rotten punkwood root systems and a fire can go underground and literally be underground for a year and come up somewhere else. And so I often think about that in relationship to this, where it's like, we, we are like lighting these sparks and we are like lighting these little, like whatever, like little punkwood vein of like a thread back to truth in somebody. And we have just no idea when it's like might just like pop up above ground and then it does it does take time and you know I, I get so many messages from people like I I blocked you I you know like I reported you for hate or whatever and then like but what you said just like kept spinning in me and spinning in me and spinning in me and six months later you know they're like I agree with you now and and it takes like being willing to to be okay with that, I think. And, mm. and just, just know like this, like I'm so clear in me that I only seek about this from a place of love. Like there is, there's just, there's no hate. It is like pure love for, for children and, and, and women and, um, and men too, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> and so anyways. Thank you so I, much for that. Yeah, yeah. I, there's so the, I really got the connection there. Can I just I just want to reflect because you said like so what you said what is real love? So to me what and then the way you spoke, you kept saying the words love and truth. So to me that's the connection is that love and it's exactly the feeling that I've had is the reason that I ended up sharing this poem even with this dear person that I I want an open door with uh, and uh, more than anything like really really deeply it's hard to express how deeply and yet I was like but because I love I must speak the truth so that and again my truth I believe it is the truth but then I believe we all believe that about the truths that we believe so I also know that I'm not the guy who owns the holy truth above all truths based on my life experience and what I've witnessed in the way that my life has gone this is at this juncture a deep truth for me and I say it so that we can grow together because if I pretend to protect someone else if I were to say oh cool well, then I guess I'll just use all the pronouns I guess I'll just I'll do all the things because you say that I must and if I don't that I'm being violent but even not all those words I'm like 
you, if you can conv- if you can convince me, if we can have a conversation and you can t- explain to me in a way that makes sense to me as someone who wants to be connected with many people of many different opinions and viewpoints, if you can explain to me why it's so important that I do this thing and why it's violent if I don't, then I'm you know fully I'm open to it. But so far, none of that has happened, and in fact, the opposite. And so I can't pretend. So f- through my love, I speak the truth. And I want to meet you in that. And, and that's so what I've heard you say is a very much a reflection of that. Mm-hmm. Totally. And I think it's also like, the I mean, the way that I come back to it too is like, it's so infantilizing otherwise, right? Like an adult relationship like has to be based on honesty. And if I'm like coddling you and I, and I, you know, I'm using the words because otherwise you're going to be upset about it. And like your identity is going to like, crumble in some way like we can't have an actual like friendship we can't have an adult relationship because it's I am like victimizing you and playing hero and um it's just yeah like it feels it feels really like insincere and it doesn't feel like the basis of a real like friendship at least I think that's the experience that I've had and just like I can't I can't use the you know all the, the made up stuff you know, just one of, one of many, many reasons, but there's also, there's yeah. a respect piece in there around, like, I respect you enough not to pretend to you. Like if you, if, if you think that if you want a relationship where I have to pretend or you have to pretend, why, what, what kind of relationship are we in? That doesn't feel real at all. And, and I think it's also like, I respect you enough to know that you are, you can, like, you are strong and you are sovereign and like you can heal from anything. Right. And, and like, I, that I don't have to like hold you up all of the time with this like identity thing. Like I trust that you have inner fortitude that you will uncover, you know, like, which I think is so much like, that's like, I, I mean, I, the, the sort of correlation I'm having right now is of like being a birth worker and, and so, and, you know, outside of the system and um, like, really like my whole role is like, I trust your power. And like, I, I am just like unwavering. That's really all I'm doing is just like sitting over here in the moments when you're like, I don't know, like that I'm not, oh yeah, I don't know either. Like it's, it's okay. Like, let's go to the hospital that I am just like, no, like I, I know what's in you. Like I know what's in you and what's in me and what's in every single woman. And I think it's the same around, around this. Like, I know that you can feel good in your body. I know it might feel like dragging yourself over glass shards to find your way there, but I know you can do it. And I also know that like an external makeover is never the thing that like makes us feel good or healed or safe in our bodies. Yeah. So well said, Freya. Thank you. That's, Mm -hmm. that's beautiful. I feel like that. I I heard something recently, actually, my sweetheart Kylie sent me this piece from a coach, Layla Martin, I think is the name of the coach. Anyway, um, but she just said it was like a free masterclass, you know, like the sort of thing that gets you into the next thing. And, but it was really cool. I watched, I watched most of it, the video and I really enjoyed it. And she was talking about as a coach and I was, it, it helped me to have a language for one of the things I've been experiencing or also just an invitation as well to keep expanding. But she said like the real transformation happens when you as the coach, and I could apply that, the breathwork facilitator, the birth keeper, the whatever that space is, when you have been to that place of transformation when you know when you've been there and you've had that feeling of like 
oh, we can, anything is, we can do this whole thing. Like it's all possible because even if you aren't there in that moment, whatever your client, whatever that person you're working with is going through, you can still sit there and be like, I know you, I know you can get through. I know that you can do this. Like I absolutely know. And just by holding that energy, not needing to say that, but just holding that energy, that person then has a sort of blueprint that they are invited to surrender into. And that really struck me. And what you've just said is exactly that to me. It, and it totally is the blueprint. Like this is the other thing I think about when it comes to like raising consciousness around this issue in particular is like most people, you know, might have a like a surface level of questioning about it, but don't feel comfortable going there because there's like so much, so much around it in our culture. And really like, you know, what I see my role is, is of like uh, offering the pattern like really like laying out the like the the sort of dark underbelly of this beast so that you know most of the time people in that often people in the moment are like yeah fuck like i see all of that like holy shit but sometimes it then takes like now that pattern is like in their awareness and they're now like this pattern recognition happens right where they're like out in their day-to-day life and all of a sudden the things that they never paid attention to before they start like hearing all the time. And then all of a sudden it's like, they've had their own experience of these things that I'm sharing about. Like it's, you know, I'm at nature school right now. And that's a lot of like what it is that we're learning, which is they're just like constantly asking questions. Like, Mm. okay, what did you hear? A, A frog. Okay. Like, and what height up was the frog? And like, what did it sound like? And was it far? Like, did it, how did it sound like it? What did it feel like? You know, just like all all these questions. So all of a sudden you're out in nature and you're just like thinking you, you just, you even have the consciousness that there's all these other things you could pay attention to. And then you start having the pattern recognition. And I think it's kind of like that around COVID or transgender ideology or, you know, whatever it is. Right. Yeah, it's that interesting one. And then and then the key and the kind of reason for this whole podcast is what then is do I so for myself, it's then instead of me going out there and trying to but which I've done at times, I'd be like putting energy into the the outrage, outrage energy. It's like now I just think, well, let me start a men's circle where I can get men together and we can be men together, like really be men together. And right. men is like way- so so not allowed. Right. <laughs> like it's so it's, you know, women aren't allowed to like be women, but I mean, men are not allowed to be men, like to figure out what it actually means to be a man outside of all of the bullshit. Like, you know, you're just so just neutered and, um, you know, just suffocated under like toxic masculinity. Right. Yeah. yeah it's a powerful mm-hmm. one. And it's, and it's a beautiful realization to be like, I don't have to, it's again, the beautiful Buckminster Fuller don't, you know, if you want to change the system, don't fight against the existing one, build something better. And it's always comes back to that for me. And one of the previous guests, uh, Sean Zimmer, he said about the 90, 90%, 10%, he's like 10% focus on the problem, like the, the blueprint of what's wrong, the stuff that, Oh, that's really disturbing stuff. And then not, the rest of the time, get busy with the solution. And uh, what I love in, in a way, it's like, I hear you saying, you know, I want to, I share about these, the sort of pattern recognition. And what I also see is like you yourself are being a woman and just by you really being a woman, like a bunch of other women go, Oh shit, that looks like it feels really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, cause there just, there aren't a lot of examples of like, I mean, what I, the, the thing I, like I, have said a lot of times is you know a woman who is quote-unquote gender non-conforming like she's not a they and she's not a man she's just a free woman and like that is like that is what 
we have to do is just like be free men and free women. And, and like, I think that's contagious, like really showing what it's like to be like, to having walked that fire, you know, and, and to have come into a place where um, we are really comfortable in our bodies and our sexuality and um, in the, in the power that like, does come from our physiology, right? That is uniquely male and female. Um, yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. So there's just one more little check-in, which you probably, I feel like you just actually touched on it. And I meant to tell you, I was going to ask you this at the beginning. I forgot. But anyway, so the question which I ask everyone is what does we are already free mean to you? I think that it's just like, it's all, it's all there. Like the answers are in, are in, nature and in our like primal humanness and not um adding on more layers but just like stripping them back and then really like the an- the answers are all here like what does it to the question like what is you know and i've asked this so much like what does it mean to be a woman and i think you can just keep like stripping back those layers and it's it's there in <laughs> in our bodies like they're constantly you are you are a walking map you know it's just like learning to re- to remember that that we don't have to keep looking externally because it's right here yeah and it's and it's all a choice you know <laughs> like we are already free and we are also like we are all we can also already be slaves <laughs> like we are exactly. uh, it's, it's completely our choice which uh which path we want to walk Thank you, Freya. This has been a real an honor and a pleasure. It's so nice to connect and have this conversation and and to witness your softening. I think to me that has been such a gift today to just see you in a in a different kind of blossoming that I haven't witnessed before. So thank you for sharing. And and just a final question actually just around where people can find you. If whoever's listening now, where would you send them? Yeah, just to my Instagram page. It's just Freya Kellett, my name. And um I do have a like a Substack which is where I gather everyone's emails. I have been deleted from Instagram two times. <laughs> and so, um, you know, it's definitely worth getting on my email list because you just never know. The last one I was so surprising to me, it was when I was um, promoting a course around, around sexuality and I got removed for quote unquote sexual solicitation. So oh, that was shit. like fascinating. Yeah, because I'm used to being deleted for hate speech, right. but- this was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm just here telling women that they can have whatever kind of orgasms they want. And, you know, like, anyways, crazy. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. That's, I think it's yeah. a bad, I'm, I'm like almost sad. I haven't yet been shadow banned or blocked or something <laughs> at some point. Like most of the people I interact with on mm-hmm. Instagram have, have been, but I, I think it's almost a good sign as well. I got a, a, my subtle little ways of sneaking through with, uh, with good, oh, good yeah. vibes. Um, but thank you for, it's, just feels good to know you're out there and doing doing your thing, being a woman. Thank you. And I wish you, please send love to your husband. And again, congratulations <laughs> to you guys. And yeah, thank you for being on the, thank you for being already free, basically, and for coming on the podcast to, to talk <laughs> about it. Working on it. <laughs> <laughs> thank you again to this week's guest, Freya Kellett. You can find links to Freya plus uh, many of the things we talk about in the show notes on whatever app you're listening 
or you can join the We Are Already Free community where you can chat with other listeners, comment on episodes, ask questions, find all the show notes for your easy, easy listening and of course, support the production of this podcast. Just go to alreadyfree.me forward slash community to become a member. I hope that you got as much out of this episode as I did. What was amazing to me about this is that I recorded this a few weeks ago with Freya and and then I just put a post out in the timeline of, of me releasing this about some of the, the sort of financial and abundance challenges that I've been facing. And I realized that a lot of the answers that I was seeking were actually already in this episode. And it was amazing to then edit it and hear that and go, ah, oh, I, you know, really, I think one of the things I realized in my coaching practice and in my life practice is that the answers I seek for myself are so often inside me. And I witnessed that in my clients as well, how often all I need to do is just ask the questions that are going to support someone in finding their way to their own gold, to their own treasure, to to the beautiful knowledge, beautiful wisdom that's already living inside. It's such a gift to be able to do that. I love it. And then, and then also it works within the interaction. That's why I share sometimes very vulnerable things on my Instagram or just in on my mailing list, etc. I, I don't want to be the guy who's got it all worked out because it's lonely and it's tiring. And I'd much rather be the the man who's integrated into a community where we are all navigating together and where we feel that it's safe enough to bring our shadow into it, the weak parts, the broken parts, the parts that we have denied and pushed away. I want to see those parts of you. I want you to see those parts of me so that we can actually feel, heal and grow a beautiful world together, whether that that is really possible. So yes, thank you again. It's been such a pleasure. If anything of this work, these podcast episodes, the way that I speak, the way that I share, if any of that resonates with you and you are on a path of transformation or maybe you're just being challenged by this feeling that things need to shift in your life and yet you don't know exactly how to do it, just remember that every hero on every adventure you'll ever read or watch, every one of them needs a guide and I would be honored and delighted to serve you in that role just to guide you back to yourself, to your own power as you, as the hero on your journey, complete your beautiful adventure and find the treasure that is waiting for you on the other side of whatever challenge you're facing right now. If that feels good to you, you can always reach out to me. Just go to Nathan, just email me, nathan at wearealreadyfree.com. I'd be so happy to hear from you. I would love to, to connect in and speak with you. All right, dear listener, you are just wonderful. I so appreciate you wherever you are. Thank you to, to you for leaving the reviews and for sharing and for doing all those wonderful things and for following. It, it helps so much. It helps this to reach more people, which is so freaking important right now. Helps people to do something other than obsess about how bad everything is. <laughs> like, let's look at what we can do and the beauty in the world. Let's remember that we are already free. I'll see you next week. Stay free. Blessings on the path.